Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash pro revenge, where OP completely destroys a business. Our next Reddit post is from Black64. A little background. At a finance company I was once at in Miami, I was in upper management for a long time and it was recently sold. Now, I've been at the company since almost the start, and I had created my department that I managed from nothing and ran it smoothly for years as the company grew over time. One of the upper managers in the loans department actually became the CEO of the company after the sale. No big deal. We were friends, so I thought it would work out great. Boy, was I wrong. What actually ended up happening is he started firing or demoting most of the upper and middle management, taking away perks and decreasing pay. I was demoted, but I had enough knowledge and connections in the company to know this ahead of time. I also knew they brought in a guy to replace me, who they paid half as much and had no finance background. And I also knew where they were going to move me in the company, to a much, much lower position. The CEO became very greedy and just seemed to hate everyone at this point, and that's when I got a plan that would benefit me nicely on my way out, on my own terms. All the while, my greedy CEO thought he was demoting me. Since I knew all this, I was able to get a new job lined up, but I had a lot of vacation time left so I wanted to take advantage of this. Since they had no idea I was planning on leaving, I submitted a request for a three-month vacation to Europe. Now, this vacation was three months out from now, so it was approved. They soon started having me train this new guy to assist in my department, and I knew exactly what they were doing at that time. I also knew he was in no way able to run this department, so I just trained him anyway. I could have said something about him not being qualified, but I'm sure my jerk of a CEO knew what he was doing, right? Well, this new guy wasn't able to grasp or really understand what I did. My department's performance slipped dramatically, and my department was a giant mess with this guy trying to run it, and me basically taking a backseat for laughs. Fast forward about two months later, still one month away from my vacation. Next, they moved me to a new department. I hated it, but I knew if I played dumb and said I needed training even though I knew what to do, I would get trained and have to do little actual work. This meant shadowing another guy all day and really not doing much work myself at all. All the while, the guy who took my old job was dropping the ball like crazy, and they had me go back to his department to help out once in a while. And when I got there, I just played dumb and said that since the new guy was running it, I would just follow his lead. Which caused a huge train wreck, and he had a huge backlog of work. Then I went on my vacation. They were in no way prepared for me to leave, and I simply turned off my phone for three months. And then I returned from my three-month paid vacation. My department is in flames and the new guy is almost ready to get fired, so the greedy CEO calls me in his office and asks me why I didn't train him enough. At this point, my plan was complete. Or so I thought. I simply said, I quit and this is my two weeks notice and I walked out with a smile on my face. I still showed up for work the next day, but the greedy CEO said I can just go. No problem, I leave and head home. However, since my department is still in flames, the CEO calls me and asks me to help train this new guy again for triple my hourly pay, since they now know no one else can handle this and they have limited time. Wow, a nice pay boost for a few days. Great. I stop in the next day and do absolutely nothing. However, three days later the CEO says I can just go, again, and that they don't need me. The next day I get a call and they really need my help and offer me even more pay to come in for my last few days and help again. Hey, money's money. Again, I stop in the next day and do absolutely nothing until my two weeks were up. All the while, I was getting a huge pay increase for my last two weeks. I moved on to my new job that I lined up for double my pay in a better position, all while my old company seems to be going under.
Our next Reddit post is from Drumlin. My neighbor from a couple of doors down and I have a long-running feud. It all started when his dog came into my backyard and my dog attacked it. I was nearby and able to call my dog off before it got serious, but the other dog had a couple of bite wounds. The neighbor wanted me to pay the vet bill. When he threatened me with a lawsuit, I offered to pay half, even though I owed him nothing. It was his dog that was off the leash and in my yard, after all. He declined the offer, took me to small claims court, and lost. The trial lasted all of three minutes when the judge found in my favor. That set into motion him starting to screw with me on a regular basis. My garbage cans would get knocked over every trash day. He would honk his horn and flip me off if he drove by my house. He tried to get my 10-year-old son arrested for riding another neighbor's minibike. He never called the cops on their kids, just mine. It was all stupid, petty stuff. But it was a lot of stupid, petty stuff, and we were growing frustrated and mildly concerned about what he might do. We eventually grew tired of it and filed a restraining order against him. We dropped the legal case against him when we received a letter from his lawyer stating that he would refrain from any sort of contact with any of my family for a period of two years. Things settled down at that point. But I was not yet satisfied. I'd been staying on the high road throughout all of this, not responding to any of his BS in any way. I did have a desire to get revenge, but I never acted on it. Then, one day, I hatched my plan of evil genius. I was in the hardware store and noticed some Japanese beetle traps. These traps are just a plastic bag with a scent trap. The beetles are drawn to the scent, fall in the bag, and can't get out. They also sold refill packages of the scent pack, four per package. My neighbor has a very large rose garden in his front lawn. It's his pride and joy. Japanese beetles love roses. So I bought four packages of the refill packs. The scent pack is a waxy substance in a shallow plastic cup. I put the packs in the freezer overnight to allow me to pull out the wax easily. The next morning, I woke up at 3 a.m. I popped the wax squares out of their cups and put them in a baggie. Then, I crept over to my neighbor's house and spread the wax squares in the mulch under his rose garden, covering them from view with a bit of the hardwood mulch. That day was a hot one. By 11 a.m., it was north of 90 degrees Fahrenheit. I figured the wax had probably melted into the dark mulch. Also, by 11 a.m., the Japanese beetles were starting to arrive at my neighbor's roses. I went on a bike ride later in the evening, and I could see a small swarm of them attacking the roses. My neighbor had not yet noticed this was happening. By noon the next day, there was a freaking cloud of them. There had to be hundreds, if not thousands. My neighbor noticed. That afternoon, I could see him spraying them and spreading seven powder and waving his arms in the air in frustration. By the third day, there were thousands of beetles, if not tens of thousands. They were everywhere in his front lawn and wreaking havoc on his roses. By the end of the fourth day, there was nothing left of his rose garden, other than a few tattered leaves and thorny stalks. Those freaking scent packs must have drawn every Japanese beetle in for miles around. I had never even seen so many in a single place. And that was it. The deed was done, and I was satisfied and laughing quietly to myself, but laughing and laughing. And I never told a soul what I did, not even my wife. This was a few years ago and his rose garden is fully recovered now. And it'll stay beautiful so long as he keeps being a quiet neighbor. Our next Reddit post is from Deleted. This is the story of my wife getting pro-revenge. At seven months pregnant, we knew my wife wasn't going to return to work after maternity leave, but she had planned on working right to the day that her water broke. A few months before her due date, there was a restructuring of the organization, and she actually got a promotion and a small raise. But her new direct manager was at the corporate level and had never treated my wife with respect in her previous role. 
Over the next few months, as my wife started a very major project, she kept detailed notes on everything to make sure there was a smooth transition for when she went out on leave. At the same time, her new boss started excessively micromanaging her. It finally got to the point where the director, who we'll call Patrice, started slowly pulling responsibilities away from my wife. To us, it looked like she was trying to position my wife's role to be eliminated when she was on leave. By law, they only had to have a comparable role for when she came back, not the exact same position. It finally came to a hit when Patrice called my wife into HR and formally reprimanded her. Allegations included bad attitude, unprofessional conduct, and outright lying to co-workers. After talking it over, my wife and I decided to say F them and she gave her one week notice the next day. Things hit the fan and there were a lot of questions, especially from co-workers and management above Patrice. My wife just said that with her upcoming leave, she felt it best to exit now. Then there was the transition meeting. She called in Patrice, her co-workers, her leadership, and the vendor that was involved in the project. During the meeting, my wife went through all the project plans to date with a very specific timeline of the project. The timeline included things like notes from previous meetings of what was stated, validation emails from Patrice, and requests for meetings which Patrice declined or simply no-showed. She also highlighted the new processes that Patrice put into place which proved to drastically delay many checkpoints. My wife told me that after showing the third example of late delivery due to Patrice's lack of response, it was apparent to everyone in the room that Patrice was the reason that everything was running behind schedule and over cost. The last slide my wife presented was the last update, the official complaints Patrice had filed with HR with refuting evidence. My wife told me that Patrice was equally furious and embarrassed and leadership decided to pull the project from her. I have to imagine that after OP's wife finished that presentation, she dropped the mic and left the room. Our next Reddit post is from Millsy Time. So I used to be a consultant for a large technology company. My role was essentially to go in and manage the operations of a project or program in order to make sure that it was running smoothly. This particular job was on a large international bank and tensions were high because the project was failing. We had this program manager who was also my direct manager. Let's call him Nobby. Nobby consistently talked to and treated people like garbage, told people to sort their life out and to stop failing. Some other examples of his behavior are firing contractors while they're working on a holiday, purposefully blacklisting people he had a personal issue with even though their performance was fine, told me not to hire or interview any African people because they were lazy and garbage, made people work until 2am multiple times a week, then belittled them for not being in at 6am the next day. Anyway, I did my best as the ops manager to try and stop this happening or make life a bit easier for the people, but it wasn't working. So I decided to quietly build up a business conduct case in the background while this was going on. It got so bad I submitted the case to legal. Then one day it was my turn. Nobby decided to fire me in the most spectacular way in front of the client and the other staff because he couldn't handle me going against him anymore. Except that I had submitted a case against him which protected me against retaliation. So I just kept sitting in that seat next to him while the investigation continued. He was eventually fired for everything he did and the legal exposure he caused. Fast forward two years and I'm at another large consulting job. Part of my role was to keep an eye on who's being hired. I see Nobby's name come up on the report of incoming hires. I check his resume and it's him. So I block his hire and have them rescind his £100,000 a year offer. Dickhead. OP, I'm happy for you, but that was an amateur move. You could have at least brought him in for an interview. So, Nobby, how would you describe your relationships with your coworkers in your previous jobs? Our next Reddit post is from Pro Revenge Throwaway. I'm doing my bachelor's degree abroad. 
I thought it'd be a good way to meet new people, learn how to be independent, etc. For the first few months, it was all good. I made a bunch of new friends. We'll call one of them Sarah. Sarah was the kind of girl who had to be the center of attention no matter what, but she seemed rather alright other than that. We were part of a large social circle of around 15 people. Sarah told me she was going to my home country for a holiday and that if I needed anything from home, she would bring stuff back for me. I gladly obliged. I paid her half of my savings to cover any expenses she might incur for transportation, and off she went. My mom had arranged to send a carton of homemade food for her to eat and bring back. Instead, Sarah ran off with my money and dumped the food. I was out of half the money I saved and nothing to show for it. When I called Sarah out, she declared to the rest of our friends that we'd never had this arrangement and that I was delusional. To take things a step further, she started hanging out with everyone I was friends with and began spreading rumors about me. Every time I tried to switch social groups, Sarah would follow my movements and alienate me from my new friends. In essence, by the end of my first year of college, I had less than three friends left. These three friends were also fellow victims of Sarah. Something else to mention is that Sarah wasn't the brightest, academically speaking. She plagiarized her way through exams and assignments. I spent the next three years collecting as much evidence of this as I could. Screenshots, voice recordings, statements from the few people who were talking to me, the works. Sarah also comes from a rather conservative family. Unfortunately for her, she had the habit of picking up guys and spending the night with them in various hotel rooms. I decided to document that as well. The final cherry on this multi-tiered cake is that the country where I'm pursuing my degree has a rule that you have to be below a certain age to get a bachelor's degree. If you're older than the cutoff, you can't enroll for a new undergraduate degree in certain fields. We're now in our final semester of college, and Sarah is now beyond this age. I sent my collection of evidence to everyone in the administration, every professor who ever taught Sarah, the dean of academics, and her parents. Sarah was formally expelled yesterday, and her parents have disowned her. Because of her age, she can't even get a degree in her field of interest anymore unless she leaves the country, which is now impossible for her since her parents want nothing to do with her. I waited three long years for this, and it was worth every second. That was r slash pro revenge, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.